Hey guys, it's Claudia here. Just a quick disclaimer. Some of you may have noticed the scritchy scratchy noises in the background of some of our episodes. No, you are not imagining things. We currently share a recording room with my four ferrets and apparently they very much want to be involved in the podcast process. So really sorry about that. But shout out to Busby, Lilith, Peach and Truffle, makers of the scritchy scratchy noises. Sorry guys, thanks. What's, What's up, up witches? witches? I'm Claudia. And I'm Jess. And welcome to True, True Crime Coven. How are you feeling today, Claudia? Uh, not gonna lie, I don't feel well. If, if I seem a little <laughs> bit less energetic today, it's because I just suddenly feel like shit. But not to be a Debbie Downer, I'm, I'm, it's I'm not COVID. fabulous. It's not COVID, I did a lateral flow. If it is COVID, then Jess, you're, you're I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> for another 10 days then. Well, luckily for you, I am bringing the ghost stories today. I mean, I should probably ask, how are you? I am fine, except, you know, my, my foot hurts because I've got oh, a blister on it. She's got, yeah, she's got a blister, so I hope you've all got your violins out. <laughs> and flowers. It really hurts. And, uh... The ferrets were just sniffing it and they poked it and so yeah, it's a bit sore. <laughs> so Jess. Yes. The results are in. And you, my dear, are wrong. <laughs> I so, am not wrong. I la- just think people need to experiment well, with their pizzas more. In last week's episode, we discussed <laughs> Jess eating prawns on her pizza. Mm, delicious and nutritious. So, Jess, I decided to put up a, a vote yeah. on our social medias. I did one on Twitter and one on Instagram. Yeah, I did see. So, on Instagram, we got very good numbers. <laughs> we got, I said, do prawns belong on pizza? 31% of people said, yeah, which means 69% of people <laughs> said, uh, nah. Do you know what? I'm not even mad that 69% of people said no because... What a great number. Yeah, exactly. It's worked out really, really well. Um, And then on Twitter, they're even more in my favour. You have just lost this. Oh, that's because cool people don't use Twitter. I'm, I don't use Twitter. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever on Twitter, you're always talking to me. Um, and probably talking to me on Instagram as well. I basically do the socials. Yeah, you do. Um, I know. I knows. I dabble the Instagram ones just in case anyone sends a story. Um, <gasps> so... On Twitter, I said, okay, so as discussed on today's episode, do prawns belong on pizza? 23% of people said, yeah. I put yeah, because we always go yeah to each other. Yeah. And the, the thing is definitely like our <laughs> go-to. But 77% of people said, uh, nah. I would just like to say, I don't think these people I'm so are, smug going, right now. are going to the right places for their pizza. It's not about going to the right places, right? It's I about mean, the, getting the right things. The restaurant that I go to, they do the best pizza. No, because they do prawns on pizza. They, it's not the only thing that they do on pizza. I will say, however, have you ever had potato on pizza? Because that's good. I don't eat potato. What? You know this. No, I don't. You don't. What? You don't eat any potato? Um, like mashed potato, roast ew, potatoes. No. Whoa, 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 guys, we need another poll. <laughs> I know it's a really weird thing. I just don't like the texture of it. So if it's in like a crisp or like a really, really skinny chips? fry with loads of salt, vinegar and a form of sauce or cheese, then fine. Basically, I just really like salt and vinegar. 
I'm really speechless like right now that I'm friends with someone who doesn't like potatoes. I've never like even as a baby, like my mum tried to give me potato like, you know, mash up mash up a potato, give it to a baby when they're like starting food, yeah. you know, was sick all the time with it. Potatoes are life. What about a hash brown? No. Your face. <laughs> I, I know I am like a solo flyer with this, but... Yeah, because potatoes boil and mash them, stick them in a stew. stew. I know. <laughs> but no, I just don't like them. Okay, so mashed potato, no. No. Roast potatoes. No. Like chips. Not fries, chips. Mm, if they're like really overdone and covered in salt and vinegar. Basically, I want them Jacket to... Jacket potato. No. Croquettes. No. What about gnocchi? Because it's pasta, but it's potatoy pasta. Mm, not really, no. Unless it really does Guys, I regret to inform you this will be our last episode of True Crime Coven because <laughs> I didn't realise I was recording with a monster. Soz. Right, well, today we have learned some things. One, that prawns... I like sweet potato. Today we have learned some things. One, that prawns do not belong on pizza, Jess. You have been outvoted for you it is time for your elimination please collect your things please do not swear you're live on air i can't remember what they say on big brother but that is that i'm coming to get you um and the other thing we have learned is that jess is again wrong because she doesn't like potato and with that i'm gonna say on with the episode (laughs) so i've actually got two ghost stories and one kind of i it is kind of a story but it's kind of like a bit of I've actually done a bit of research for once on the man in the hat I mean he's a cryptid I guess yeah he is and I'm not gonna lie I love a good cryptid so I well you can choose what would you rather start with the ghost stories or the cryptid or Um, or we could do a cryptid sandwich (gasps) let's do a cryptid sandwich do a cryptid sandwich (laughs) so the first story I have today was actually sent in by my friend Steph Oh, I met Steph at your wedding. Yeah, she's very tall, very lovely. I'm five foot two, everyone's very tall. (laughs) When I was about 18 years old, me and my friend decided to go on a late night drive. Honestly, it was more to get out of our parents' house, but we didn't have anywhere we specifically wanted to go or anything we wanted to do. After driving around aimlessly for half an hour, we decided to drive to Frenchier Common and park up for a bit. We were chatting harmlessly when at the corner of my eye I thought I saw something in my rearview mirror. At the time, I knew I felt like I shouldn't look, but I couldn't stop myself. I had to turn around and see what it was. As I turned, I saw a large man standing there, staring at our car. He was transparent and wearing a big blue cloak, and his eyes were completely blacked out. It felt wrong looking at him, almost as if he knew I shouldn't be able to see him and he was almost angry that I could. I stared at him for what felt like an eternity, and eventually I heard my friend saying my name, and then she asked me if I was okay. I suddenly snapped out of it, looking at my friend, and blurted out that I wanted to leave. She agreed, and as we pulled away, I looked back again, but I couldn't see anything. She could tell I was shaken up, and asked me what was wrong again. I tried to shake it off and say, oh, nothing. Sorry, I was lost in my own thoughts for a second. To which she replied, you are not okay. You stopped talking mid-sentence and stared off into the darkness. You then started hyperventilating, which is when I shouted at you. And that's when you snapped out of it and asked to leave. 
I would like to add that at the time of this story, I was very stressed. I was in the second year of A-level exams and I was very tired, but this is not my first ghostly encounter and it is the one that has haunted me the most. I'm not gonna lie, I laughed when you said a very large man. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I know what you mean. Cause in my head, for some reason, whenever she tells me this story, I just imagine like, who's the one from the Adams family? Like the big yeah, old guy. Yeah, that's who I imagine for that's some the thing, reason. I kind of imagine some sort of like gorgeous like, <laughs> like ooh, you, you can't be. <laughs> but um, I don't know why. I think also as well, it's quite weird. So the other day, I actually saw a tweet that was like, oh, have you ever seen, has anyone ever seen a fat ghost? Because like, uh, I'm a plus size woman and I want to know if like I'm going to, I can't remember what it was, yeah, but it was something like that. And then someone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I've, like, I've seen them. But like, <laughs> it just seems very weird for these two to come at once. What a random thing to ask. Is there such thing as fat ghosts? Not even just other such thing as ghosts. Other such thing as plus size ghosts. <laughs> I mean, like, why not? Yeah. I also but want it depends to know what like... you see as a ghost. Yeah, true. Because some people see them as people and some people see them as like... Wisps. Orbs. And, and yeah. And... I, I don't believe in orbs. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. And sometimes it's like some people will be like, oh yeah, it was just their face or like a shadow in the corner. and Yeah. So yeah, but that's Steph's story. And she, like, I know she does suffer from sleep paralysis, but I do think she is someone who is quite in tune with like, the supernatural and the like the afterlife and stuff because she does see things and her whole family is quite like it like her brother's seen a few things in their house as well oh, okay so i do wonder if she's got the gift <laughs> are you ready to learn about the man in the hat yeah can i just say whenever people say the man in the hat i always think of the babadook huh. i always you... think of the cat in the hat Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> very very different the man in the hat i just want to do a quick disclosure before we begin i am no expert in the man in the hat this is just what i have read through websites and i'm sorry if i've got things wrong you mean you haven't got a qualification in him i mean i feel like after this research i maybe could have but obviously always welcome feedback so if there's anything i have missed out or anything that isn't correct or like misinformation please just let us know you can just email misinformation us. on a cryptid yeah i mean i've never seen him i don't know this is just other people's reports and there was actually a lot out there obviously yeah it's pretty much all the, like the same kind of thing but there is a lot out there so i've only just kind it of skimmed does seem, the surface. It seem insane So I remember one podcast, and you might go into this, but one podcast talking about there's a reason as to why we manifest the hat on him. Yeah. But, like, there's a psychological reason. What I found is that most of the research done on the man in the hat comes from first-hand accounts of people who have experienced this, which obviously makes sense. But it does make it quite hard to research as how do you collect evidence from something that disappears when you are fully conscious? So some people have speculated that it's some sort of spirit or a demon and some people even claim it might be an alien or some kind of creature that can travel through time and space. So whatever people believe about the man in the hat, I think the most significant thing about him is that so many people 
all over the world have reported seeing him. The man in the hat is something that people claim to have seen in their room while they are awake, but in a sleeping state. This is also known as sleep paralysis. I am not going to go into lots of detail about sleep paralysis, but it's when people are between being awake and being asleep. So they're still conscious, but they're not able to move and they're sometimes still dreaming. And since people have started documenting sleep paralysis, dreams and like that, there have been documentations of shadow people as well, including the man in the hat. And from everything that I've read, it seems the man in the hat doesn't discriminate against time periods, race or social standings. The claims have come from a variety of people all around the wall, just like you said. Yeah. So yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he doesn't really care. He haunts everyone. So I mean, we stand him for that. Yeah, <laughs> an inclusive icon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've never seen him. So my thing was like, well, what does he look like then? Obviously, the man in the hat. So many people have claimed to see him. So everyone says. A similar thing they say it's always a tall man around six foot wearing a broad brimmed hat and a trench coat some people have also claimed that he has a pocket watch which he occasionally checks for time and other than that he doesn't really have any other distinguishing features it's normally just an outline of a male figure typically a shadow person and he's normally seen standing in a corner of a room sometimes he's sitting or sometimes he is hunched over and some people claim that he stood in the doorway or just outside the door. But whenever they see him and start waking up, he tends to walk away rather than just disappear. So that's something else that's common with him and not other shadowy figures that people see is that he walks out of the room, whereas other shadowy figures just completely disappear. So, like, you're the only one who can see my face right now, but you can see that I'm not happy. Yeah, it, and that did creep me out because this, like, I think this is why he's so famous. Like, I think people see shadowy figures or they know that they have sleep paralysis. But when you see something in your room and then it disappears, you're like, okay, that was probably my imagination. But if you see something in your room, and a lot of people have said this as well, you see something in the room, he checks his watch almost like he's taunting you and then walks out the room and you're just led there and you can't move and then you suddenly wake up it's yeah you can you can see why he's so creepy to a lot of people yeah i don't like that yeah and a lot of people have questioned whether seeing him in the doorway is him leaving or he was just about to enter and they've woken up and caught him and he's gone oh better leave they're awake kind of thing and yeah, if you saw something moving in your room, even if you didn't believe in ghosts, I think that's a heck of a lot scarier than you waking up and seeing something fizzle away. Because I've done it before where you've woken up, you think you see something in your room and then it fades and then you're like, oh, it was well, just a dressing gown. Yeah, I mean, the human brain tries to make everything into a face, doesn't it? It's called yeah. pareidolia or something like that. Yeah. I can never, it's one of those words I see and I'm like, oh, I know Don't, what that word yeah, means, but I've never said yeah, it out loud, so I've never sounded yeah. it out. But yeah, it's cool something like that. And it's interesting because we all have seen, like, the amount of times, like, everyone's looked in their wardrobe and seen, like, everyone's had, like, a wardrobe door open or, like, something over a chair and been like, oh, that looks gr- like yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah, it and looks then, like, like you turn the light and you're like, oh, that's Oh, it's just that. Why well, was I like, scared kind of thing? But then that thing doesn't walk away. Yeah, but imagine seeing something in the corner of a room and being like, oh, yeah, it must just be my dressing gown, but then it stands up and walks out 
that's I think that's why he's so well documented is because people remember it and they're terrified of it yeah and then they're like has anyone else had this kind of thing and then that's where it's all sparked from other people saying oh yeah I have had this so most people who have seen him have described the same feelings towards him so they say they feel utterly paralyzed with terror and they experience breathlessness and report feeling frozen with fear from the inside out the fact that he shows himself looking at a watch to some people adds to their fear suggesting that he is all the time in the world or making it seem like time is passing slower for the people he visits no one has ever claimed that he's touched them or harmed them in any way and when i started doing this research i almost kind of wanted to call people who'd seen him like a victim but because he's never really harmed them are they are they victims but i mean you can harm someone without touching them yeah true psychologically harm so i think i will call them victims but one thing all the people who have seen him in common are that they are normally stressed sleep deprived or have had some recent form of trauma you just described two things that i'm always (laughs) (laughs) so not the trauma people do question if he does feed on their like unrest and terror and fear but also all three of those things are known to induce sleep paralysis oh really yeah uh, okay. so you do tend to be more susceptible to sleep paralysis when you are stressed like suffering from a, a maybe ptsd kind of trauma state or you are like really really sleep deprived i mean and all of those things are more likely to bring out i guess psychosis but it does also question like is it i don't want to say people who've seen him are lying but have they seen it or have they imagined it yeah and i guess that's always the question though with like, yeah. the paranormal and yeah. the supernatural so if it's yeah one if it's known to bring on this state and if people are more susceptible to that kind of thing when they are sleep deprived is it just something yeah, that they they know about so then they dream about so Obviously, he has been documented for years. One of the first records of people having an experience with the man in the hat was someone who was looking into a string of deaths in a community. People within a village all reported having similar nightmares about a man or an evil spirit who would visit them in their dreams and would press upon their chest in an attempt to smother them in their sleep. But you said he never touched any. Well, this is the more recent encounters. It wasn't the villagers who reported it, it was someone who went and looked at deaths and then they reported it back. Okay. And I think it came out after everyone was like, I've experienced this, blah, 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 blah. And then this person was like, hey, I did some research on this. Okay. So, yeah. This village had a high number of unexplained deaths during nights where the sleepers' hearts would suddenly stop, leading to immediate death. This was known as Nightmare Death Syndrome, as they believed it was the dream or the nightmare killing people. This condition is also known as Sudden Unexpected Slash Unexplained Nocturnal Death Syndrome, and is more common in Southeast Asian males. There is also a European version of a similar disease, and I think it's pronounced Brugge. Brugada syndrome or Brugada syndrome but basically it's the same thing there's a kind of like a dominantly Asian strain and then there's like a more European strain and it's kind of the similar symptoms where people like basically have a sudden cardiac arrest in their sleep and die but this village believed that it was down to the dream that they were having of the man 
whole I mean, thing. it is weird that it would affect like one village all at once. Yeah, well, that's been documented. But also, I was like, well, how are they reporting the man in the hat if yeah. they're dead? So basically, it is a genetic disorder in which the electrical activity in the heart is abnormal, which causes a sudden heart attack. This event normally happens at rest, and in 20% of all cases, no cause of death can be found. So yeah, basically, people are dying in their sleep, no known cause, and you can kind of see why the community believed it was like a demonic spirit, like plaguing yeah. their town. And I think that's how they came to think that it was the man in the hat pushing on their chest. It doesn't really go into loads of detail in this case about like what they claimed be seeing, but they did say it was like a demonic spirit and someone did say they think it might have been him okay but then yeah in more recent documents of him as you said no one claims that he's hurt them but also i think you need to consider that if this is a small village most people have this condition and then they believe a demonic spirit is trying to push down on their chest when they're dreaming everyone's gonna kind of believe it Mm. rather than it just being like an isolated incident and people being like, oh, it's probably just your imagination. It's happened multiple times, so they all believed it. Yeah, I yeah, I get that. So whether you believe in the man in the hat killing innocent victims or that this is subject to a genetic disease, the story of the man in the hat while they sleep must kind of sound familiar. That's because that whole village scenario is what inspired Freddy Krueger from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, I didn't Um, actually make that connection. Yeah, so victims dying in their sleep, people scared to go to sleep because Mm. they they think they're going to die by what they dream about. So I think that is one of one of the reasons why A Nightmare on Elm Street is quite a scary film because it does make you scared to go to sleep, and normally, like you are vulnerable in your sleep. Yeah, you can't protect yourself, and you can be attacked in your sleep and die. I mean, thanks for recording this at night, Jess. (laughs) I mean, nothing's going to put me off my sleep. No, literally, and I think you'll get to a point where you're so tired you just fall asleep anyway. But yeah, you would think being in an unfamiliar room alone in the middle of the night hearing strange noises would be scary Mm. anyway, and then you add that idea of the man in the hat would come along and press on your chest and give you a heart attack. Yeah. It just adds a nice little bit. Bit of pizzazz. Little pizzazz. So I did just want to make a quick point about from the other point of view. So even though this story has inspired like the modern day Freddy Krueger, is the man in the hat just a pop culture reference? Because Freddy Krueger obviously wears the hat, Uh... he comes in his sleep, scares people, kills them in their sleep. And also it does tend to be seen by people who are suffering with stress or tiredness and post-trauma so can you say it is actually a demonic spirit or is it people who are suffering with these conditions and then they think they're seeing something in their room yeah so it manifests into this idea that has now been put in their head it's the same with the community as well were they actually seeing this man in the hat or did someone say it and then I mean, I can imagine a small village like that is very susceptible to having ideas put in their heads. So if one person says it, they're going to be like, well, our whole town's cursed. So yeah, what do you think of the man in the hat? For some reason, him being six foot, even though I've like listened to quite a few episodes on other podcasts 
about the man in the hat. The fact that he was six foot, I still always see him as like the Babadook in my head. Yeah. And so him being six foot was just, it threw me. Yeah. So I probably just like not listen to that bit. But no, I think he is scary. I think he is very much a figure in the corner of the room, which is the scariest thing to me. It's what scares me the most. Yeah. I also really get scared about demons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone gets that excited about demons. I but... don't know. <laughs> but well, a lot of people don't believe they exist, but I yeah. believe in demons and I believe... Yeah, it just... It, he, he does scare me. It's, yeah, to it me, is it's, scary. It preys on something in my mind. Like, because I'm primal, I feel. Yeah. Um, and I... If I see him tonight, I... <laughs> you will blame me. Yeah, I will. I will. Thanks. I will blame you. I put that image I in will, your head. I will give him your address. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I have to climb up three flights of stairs. I mean, can anyone really be bothered for that? I no. mean, I don't think that applies to him. Yeah, fair. Well, so, thank you. No, that's okay. It was nice to do something a little bit different as yeah. well. I might try and do a few more of those. Unless I get a massive influx of ghost stories. I'm ready for my ghost spread. Your ghost spread? Yeah. Uh, no, the ghost stories, the, the the bread, not the spread. The bread? Did you say bread? I said bread. <laughs> I thought you said ghost spread. But I'm ready just... for my ghost bread. So the last story is actually a friend of a friend. So obviously some things may have been misinterpreted or lost in translation, but it's quite a good story anyway, quite a scary one. Hit me. Okay, so this story happened to my friend Bav, but he said I could use it and it's such a good story, I couldn't not tell it. It's a story that freaked him out and now that we all look back on it, we can laugh about it. So a few years ago, he was seeing an older guy who lived in Clifton opposite the suspension bridge The guy had lived there for a couple of years and before Bav went round, he had warned him that his house was haunted. And the ghosts that lived in his house, although were fine with the guy who lived there, they didn't always respond well to him bringing new boyfriends back home. So apparently they were very territorial and protective of him and they would freak out if an unfamiliar male came into the house. The normal ghosty things would happen, so things would move around the house, get pushed off shelves, pictures would fall off walls, and they would hear strange noises. So my friend tried to rationalise this and say, well, it is an old house, it probably creaks, maybe it's wind, pipes and stuff, or maybe I didn't put that down where I thought I did. So he was trying to rationalise everything and he wasn't put off by it, decided to stick around. One night, however, everything changed. After they'd been on a date night, they were settling down in bed, and as he was drifting off to sleep, Bav woke up in the middle of the night, feeling an immense pressure down on his chest, as if someone was lying on top of him, pinning him down. He couldn't move, so he tried calling for help, and he started by shouting out for his boyfriend, who wasn't there. He was shouting, help me, help me, thinking, this is a ghost, and he's trying to kill me. All of a sudden, he feels the pressure release, thinking it's all over and maybe he just imagined it. Then he felt something grab his leg and pull him out of bed. By this time, his boyfriend had come back into the room to find him on the floor shaking. He'd explained what had happened and he spent the rest of the night 
apparently with the man talking to the ghosts and just chatting things through and sorting it out. And apparently since that conversation, the ghosts never bothered him again. Oh, okay. Isn't that mental? Yeah, I mean, it had a good resolution. So I think that's why like they look back on it now and laugh because he's like, well, this ghost had a problem with me and then we actually chatted it out and now we're fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the other thing as well. I always think you can just rationalise a ghost. So, Especially it, if it is an old house. So my sister went to a clairvoyant when mm. I was about 14. Yeah. And at that time, my mum, my sister's like five years older than me, and my mum had a new boyfriend, so she was at the house a lot. And the clairvoyant told my sister, like, oh, you're... So my sister was really close to our great-nan. Yeah. And she, who we call Grand-Gran, she died when I was about six, but my sister would have been 11 and like, knew her better. Like, yeah. So yeah. when my sister went to the clairvoyant, she said, oh, your nan, your great-nan looks after you a lot. You're really close to her. Yeah. And whenever you're alone in the house, she looks out for you and your sister. Oh. And I remember that being in the house by myself or my sister was upstairs or something and I was laying in bed and all my teddies that were on top of my wardrobe just flew off my wardrobe. Oh, wow. And I just said, like, Grand Grand, I know you're here and you're trying to look after us and you're letting us know, but it's really scaring me. Please stop doing stuff like that. Yeah. Because other things had happened. And it, it stopped happening. And yeah. that was what the clairvoyant had told my sister to do. Like, if it ever scares you, just ask them to stop and they will. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, like, it can help. Like Yeah. Like, just acknowledging. Because I think, not be funny, if you do have a ghost who is, like, a poltergeist, they're probably doing that for attention. Yeah. So just to acknowledge them and be like, like, okay, I know you're there. If you yeah. need me, like, obviously you know you can say but can you not because one it's really scary it's scaring me it's scaring my friends my family mm. but also two it's really annoying that you keep moving my stuff and i don't know where it is and i'm going yeah. crazy <laughs> at some point I, I feel like i really should sit down and talk about my my experiences yeah yeah we also had my dad's brother was a ghost in our house growing up oh yeah and <laughs> this is so funny oh, he used to fart <laughs> <laughs> I probably sound really like crazy. Are you sure it wasn't your dad just blaming his brother? Oh yeah, that's just my brother. So like you'd be in a room by yourself and you'd suddenly get like this fart smell and you'd be like, what? Oh. And um, again, a clairvoyant said to my mum, just ask him to like not do that. And he won't. Oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many things I actually like, I, I, I don't realise that I've got so many until I like... Until you start telling them and you're like, oh yeah, this other time. Oh yeah, this other time. I'm hoping as well, like, the more people listen to, the more they'll think, oh, yeah, actually, no, I do have a story and send them in. Like, please do send them in, even if it's you don't think it's significant and it's just a short story. Like, we just I mean, we want to hear them. I just told you about a ghost of farts. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the more the merrier. Like, the more we get, the more we'll read out. So please do send them in. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. It um, really does mean the world to us. Yeah. Thank you for keeping coming back and listening to us ramble on. We do ramble. And I'm we sorry, do. it's been a bit rambly this week. Massive thank you to our editor, Simon, who actually 
listens to our all of our waffle and cuts make, it all out to make it make sure it makes sense. Thank you for making our ramblings coherent. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. <laughs> if you have a ghost story or a case suggestion, please email it to truecrimecovinpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at truecrimecovin. Or on Instagram at truecrimecovinpod. We are so thankful for everyone who is listening. Thank you for your support like, from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. If you would like to donate to the podcast, though, we are independent. You can do so by going to ko-fi.com forward slash true crime coven pod. That's ko-fi.com forward slash true crime coven pod. But we just we're thankful that you're yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, just keep listening. <laughs> That's all we need. Thanks for listening, guys. And stay, stay spooky. spooky. Brown, 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 brown.